Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Oh, hello world. It's Tuesday. It is a beautiful summer evening here in Seattle. How's it out in North Carolina? Is that where you are right now? You're in North Carolina. Yeah, I can see your yeah. background. Yeah, I'm I'm home. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a little hot and sticky here. Um, we've had massive thunderstorms, um, the last couple of days, but. Oh, I love thunderstorms. Yeah, well, there was one, um, gosh, it was, what night was it? I don't know, like Thursday or Friday night. That was, oh, and even Sunday afternoon that like it, I mean, it was like all of a sudden we were in the middle of a, a hurricane and then is it it Henry? Gone. Is that who's there? Is that who? I think so. Through? I think that's what it was on Sunday. Was Henry? It was legit though. I mean, like my trees were bent over. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things about the East Coast. It just, I, I mean, there's some beautiful places there, but I don't think I would like that. I don't think. Well, I don't would you like have? That. Don't you have? Um. You don't have a uh, earthquakes. You have nothing up there. Uh, I mean, we, ha- we have the we have the potential for earthquakes, but I can't tell you when I felt the last one. Um, or mudslides? Uh, no. Um, we do have a volcano. Mount oh. Rainier is a volcano. Hmm. I mean, so I mean, if she blew, I guess we'd get ashes. But we're far enough away where we wouldn't like get molten lava or anything. We're kind of in a <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of in a sweet spot here. I mean, there's always things like fire and stuff that that could, you know, we we do have a forest behind us, but it's yeah. I mean, it doesn't really get green. It's like fern gully down there, so it would take a lot. Um, I mean, not to say that natural disasters are natural disasters, and any at any time they could come. It's just we don't have like the annual kind of like batten down the hatches. Hurricanes, tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we just, we just don't have that. I mean, I remember when I was a, a wee girl and we lived in Minnesota. And I remember, you know, running to the basement to hide underneath the laundry room sink when there was tornadoes and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, me too. From Ohio. I actually remember I was sitting in my sandbox outside and there was a tornado and I saw it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. True story. So I had to exciting. run inside and we went in the basement. That's where we used to hide is in the yeah. basement. Yep. Us too. The laundry room in the basement at my mu- at our house. And then my grandparents had a basement too. And that they lived like in the middle of a farm, like 
the farm. So it was like the kind that you see in the movies where you have to like no, go outside. It was like and go down? seriously. No, no. Like they cellar. actually had an internal. They uh -huh. they had built the house and so they had access. I mean, you could access it from the outside, I think. But no, we would access it from inside the house. But they lived, you know, kind of like, you know, Dorothy Gale. It was very much like that. Mm -hmm. And so we always were like, will there be a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, when North you're a kid, you don't realize. <laughs> well, because we don't have basements here unless the topography allows it and they can build it on the side of the cliff, you know, or on the side of a, you know, the elevation. So, because we have clay for mm -hmm. our soil. Yes. So we have to find interior rooms, which doesn't feel very safe. The basement feels safer in a tornado zone, you know, than an interior room. But that's how we have to do we um we have lots of basements here lots and lots and lots of basements here okay you just sold it definitely coming coming to you yeah yeah i mean we definitely do we have uh, and uh, different kinds of kind basements right we've got and a lot of walkout basements so mm -hmm. like our house is three stories so we've got a basement that's like the dude space that's where the tiki bar is and the drums and all the like instruments and stuff like that um, and like where we have the big movie screen and it's, it's very much like a bachelor pad down there. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We're going to fade. Whoa, we're Drew. We're having a uh, girls weekend. Yeah. We're turning into the, the underground goddess space. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, that's why we love it here so much. It's like, it's really hard to think about moving from this place because of all those things. Um, Wow. Yeah. So much to talk about. Okay. So we've been gone for a couple of weeks and you were traveling all over the place. Well, you basically went back and forth to Texas. I did twice and had a COVID test negative, but was in the epicenter twice. Um, wow. Yeah. It was actually kind of scary. Uh, first was for the Remax Broker Owner Conference. Um, and then the second was for NAR's IOI with Reach. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so two cool conferences to be a part of. Um, but Austin and Dallas are struggling right now. Um, and uh, it was definitely, um, I was ready to get home. Yeah, you know, I actually saw some photos today from a couple of conferences. I'm like, there weren't anybody, nobody was wearing masks. And I don't know, I just think, like going places where there's a lot of people traveling from all over the place with other people who are traveling from all over the place just feels so uncomfortable to me still. And I don't know. I'm, I am ready I to be on the there. other side. Hmm? Yeah, I wasn't there. I was so excited. I can't wait for live events and all of that. Right. And, um, you know, that's my jam. I love doing live events. Yes. Um, I really, really genuinely do. Um, but Dallas kind of spooked me a little bit. So, and there was nothing. I mean, there was, there was safe protocols. Everybody had to be vaccinated. We had to wear our masks. You know, it was as safe as it could be. Yeah, um, so the good. actual conference, you know, so I think like, I, I think there's that. I don't know. It's just, it's, a, it's like, we have this Marilyn Wilson. I was talking to her and she said it, she said it perfectly. She's like, I just feel like I have this pressure on me. Mm -hmm. And that's how it feels, you know, just this weird heaviness that's just, yeah. it hasn't lifted. Yeah. And what's interesting is I feel like some people never got the heaviness. 
And some people got like an extra dose of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, it doesn't seem like there's a, a rhyme or a reason to it. It's so fascinating to me. It, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be interesting to look back on this time. Like when yeah. we're well past it and, you know, whatever protocols have been, been put in. Um, I think I did see that uh, there were, KW had one of their events virtual today. And um, I know that there were some interesting tweets coming out of that about the, I think Gary Keller, what he was quoted saying, like the only way out of this is masks and inoculation and vaccines. Like it's, we need to take care of it. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's pretty bold for the CEO of a major company, well, whatever his title is, um, of such yeah. a major company to say that. But I think everyone's just getting tired. They're like, let's just try it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I know, right? Just try it. Like, and see how it works. Like, mm. Mm. I know. I don't mm -mm. have any answers to this. I just know that I, I feel very mixed about it. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I did get the email from Inman about the, you know, vaccinations required, negative COVID test kind of like they're sending that out already, you know, two months in yeah. advance, letting people know, which I think is great. Um, yes. So they can get a vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In plenty of time if they, if they want to go. Right. I think it's, yeah. it's such an interesting time to, you know, be making those decisions. Like, do you want to go? If you do, this is what you got to do. And you don't want to do it you don't get to go well like, the lgbtq real estate alliance they just canceled in las vegas so that was um they did a real i did bummer. not see that bummer yeah they just canceled so that was a, that was a bummer but yeah, yeah. i mean mm. we're all in this together people we just have to yep we have to find what I that don't know what, what that means i don't know I don't know either. However, um, before you breathe us in, before we get into our, our headspace where we're going to talk about Avalon priestesses and all the amazing elements of their archetypes, uh, Woman Up is next week. Yay. Like exactly one week from now, this exact time and everything, we will actually be on a Zoom virtual wine tasting with Alicia Mandavi and sisters. <laughs> So we, won't be, we will not be here um, next week. So we'll be doing some sort of a replay, I think. Um, and I'm so excited. They ship out the Wednesday, the Wednesday. They ship out the wine on Thursday overnight. So everyone should have okay. it on uh, Friday, Saturday. So plenty of time. Uh, and they did, you know, uh, the, the pairings are really fun. They did like their, the Mondavi um, spaghetti and meatballs. Of course, you don't have to make the meatballs. Um, or you could do like some sort of oh, like, I like meatless meatballs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so they like, did like a meal because it's at, mm -hmm. you know, the five thirty six o'clock hour. I thought well, that's kind of fun. That would be fun. Um, and then, of course, some cheese pairings for people who don't do pasta or don't eat meat. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, there's a ceviche as well. So, again, okay, you can cool. just, you know, translate instead of shrimp. What does that mean in your world? And. Um, so we've got those, so we'll get those out soon. And then of course it'll, they'll also show up with the wine, but I'm really looking forward to next week. You know, we've got such a cool lineup and, you know, it's, it's all around 
women in business and, you know, Lori's session is so great. It's really about opening a business. And she does, mm -hmm. of course, there's a big focus around brokerage because that's the community. However, you know, really it, it's for anyone who's thinking about opening a business. Mm, I love it. Like you can translate the protocols and the processes and the systems to any business. I'm sitting there going, I need to get out my journal and take notes. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm sure like even nine years in, it'll be nine years this October um, that That's I've had awesome. D11 that like, I know that there's some things that I've never done, <laughs> you know, because it's me, right? We, uh, always well, it's always the cobbler's shoes, right? Yes, well, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, so she's going to talk about that on um, the first day and then, oh my gosh, Beata Chalette who you, I don't, I think you, you might've already been gone in 2019. You might've been already on your plane going home for that. Uh, but she's just a hoot. She is a German fireball. And she's oh no, I saw her actually. Oh, did I, you see I her? I did see her. I did. Yeah, she was. Okay. I loved her. Yay. She's so great. And she's going to be giving us a lesson around mergers and acquisitions, which I think is mm -hmm. like, again, so huge, especially in real estate, whether your business is a brokerage or actually you have a book of business. I mean, I, I, I'm sure in your decade in the real estate industry, you've seen what I've seen in my near two decades now, that is these amazing agents built these beautiful books of business and then they retire and do nothing with it. It's like they let their clients know, hey, I'm not going to do this. Or they, you know, bring an apprentice in and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, maybe get a percentage of deals for a year, if, if that. But she mm -hmm. really talks about... Um, about that whole process. So that'll be really, really interesting. And she also brings in an element of like the, um, like your unique value proposition and how to really mm -hmm. put that together for things like mergers and acquisitions. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then uh, Thursday, the second, th this is like anybody who has any kind of business or does any kind of selling, whether it's with a toddler and negotiating or <laughs> <laughs> like, like in your business, uh, Robin Treasure's coming in and she's talking about um, heart powered selling. It's all mm, about I emotional intelligence and selling. So good. Mm. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this on our show here, but we've also talked about it on st many stages for woman up, whether it was in Vegas or uh, on the Facebook group or in San Diego around not only around emotional intelligence, but really how women have have really strong emotional intelligence, but we tend to hate being told we're salespeople. Mm. And oh, so, massive. right. Because it and feels so, dirty for most it, women. Yeah. It does, you know, because, you know, who do you think of when you think of sales? You think of like Larry, the car salesman on Three's Company, right? Like super hairy chest, gold chains, like, hey, let me buy it. <laughs> You know, like, Larry, <laughs> Larry, I mean, Larry was a sweetheart underneath all that hair and gold. But the reality is, is that that's the picture that we have, the archetype, right? The salesperson archetype feels gross. And yeah, so totally. she really helps. She, she's going to help us all see how to detach from the outcome in sales. Mm -hmm. And really be there with a servant, um, servant heart. So that'll be really great. And then, of course, one of our all-time faves, Tara Nicole, is coming back, and she's talking about resetting your money mindset. And so, you know, I don't, I don't really, just don't want anyone to miss out on it. 
you know, yeah. it really is going to be so good because not only do we have those four women in, we also every day after every single workshop, there's an hour of live Q&A with oh, the that's community. Awesome. I mean, yeah. like, an hour with Tara Nicole is worth the price of admission. And then you add on all of these other amazing experts. It's like, woof. It, it's so, it's mind blowing. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, but so if, well, if I love that. Um... I love that I'm getting texts from people to join the squads. And okay. I think we should do a spill the tea squad, actually. I think that's, yes. we should totally do that. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I totally agree. Um, I have, I think that there's almost 50 people in the wine squad. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so we could, we could rally the, the spill the tea squad to match the wine the wine squad come on let's get a little competition going we're all our tea lovers come on tea girls Spill i the know tea. i know i mean we we could have a a tea squad a wine squad a wild woman water squad look at my water today isn't she just mm. i mean she's wild it's a wild woman water i love that what is that is that oh my gosh okay so it's blueberries and um cucumber inside with peach and then two different kinds of mint. So this is the Persian mint, which I really, really mm. love. And mm. this is spearmint and then basil. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Oh, and there's lavender floating in there. Lavender. That's crazy. That is seriously next level. They really, I mean, they are little pieces. I feel like I'm, I'm doing art. You, you are know, doing art. It's yes, I am doing art. I'm doing art with nature. Mm. You really are. That's beautiful. So good. Okay, are you ready to breathe this in so that we can talk about some of these amazing archetypal themes? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Um, we're just going to do a very focused breath tonight um, just to pull our awareness um, into the present. So um, find that comfortable seat. Lengthen through the spine, so growing an extra inch from the crown sitting the sitting bones into the seat. Now just bring your awareness to the very tip of your nose. I am breathing in. I am breathing out. And notice when you pull the air in, it's slightly cool. And when you exhale, slightly warmer. hyper-focused at the very tip of the nose. Adding the mantra of the mind is traveling. I am breathing in. I am breathing out. One more big collective breath together in. Exhale completely and fully through the mouth. A collective roar. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a really good one to do like throughout the day, right? If you can just sort of maybe take a, like a little three minute breathing breath, you know, and um, just bring your awareness at the tip of your nose, especially if you're feeling scattered um, 
you know, or like, I'm, I'm not really productive, you know, like I, I, you know, like I'm not really, I'm kind of just doing a little bit here and there, but not really making progress, you know? Yes. Just to stop and focus, <laughs> I know. do the breathing. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that's what I really, um, you know, when I revisited this chapter, chapter four in, in our book, so for those of you who may have just joined us, maybe you haven't um, seen us the last couple of weeks. So you forgot we were in the middle of our book series. So we're, we're doing this book called You Are a Goddess by Sophie Bashford. And we're on chapter four. And as I was re-listening to it, you know, preparing to have the conversation, I was like, oh, I feel like after Lionsgate, which led into, you know, just all of this like intense energy and, and creative like all of these great ideas right and and knowings if you will mm -hmm. then of course the crazy full sturgeon blue moon <laughs> on okay say on my actual birthday i feel like mm. i've been like like this like ah like almost a little bit like hair on fire right for oh i've weeks. been walking through fire it's yeah. been horrible for me, you know? Yeah. And so two very different walks, but both very like just intense. intense. And, and I, when I was listening to this and listening to the archetypal themes that Sophie shares on page 142 being awakening our intuition, meditation and silence, channeling divine healing energy, um, healing internal trauma. Like I was like, this this is exactly who we need to be talking about tonight <laughs> because it, it just pulling it back in and, and reminding ourselves, I think of the powerful intuitive energy that flows through us in particular, those who are, um, who are walking the path of divine feminine right? I mean, we all have access to it, but some really are focused on it and, and really paying attention to that walk right now. And she just, she has this way of saying, like, what she says it in here, she says, intuition is quite simply knowing without knowing how you know. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, this is so good. It's, it's mm -hmm. so good. I think that so many people, um, you know, intuition, we question it, right, Molly? It's like we have something comes to mind and we're like, oh, did I make that up? And, and no, I mean, certainly you are capable of thoughts. <laughs> but when you, when those things come to your mind and you think, where did that come from? Yeah, because what is thought, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a, that's a little untethered soul right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, right? But uh, this, this, being profoundly aware of the truths that reside inside of us is a big part of what she talks about around these Avalon priestesses. And, you know, I, I found it, I mean, it's not shocking because we're dealing with a book that talks about divine being a goddess, you know, gives a feminine uh, gender to, uh, mm -hmm. gives it a, a female gender to the God. And, mm -hmm. um, but how the Avalon priestesses, you know, the nine basic, the nine sisters and, and how, when we hear about Avalon, it's always very male centric, right? 
mm-hmm. like Arthur mm-hmm. and his like Excalibur and yes, like, yeah, the King Arthur's court, right? Swords and and the Round Table and don't 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 you know like armor and Merlin the magician, right? Yes, yes, not of course Morgan who is the female version, the female Merlin, if you will. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. hear that. And, and how, I think I even put it in the, in the promo earlier, which is like, if that's a story that has always interested you, if you've been the kind of person who, you know, watches all of the movies about knights and like, it's, yes. it, this is a really interesting chapter that's really left out of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And so give yourself the gift. Like if this is the week that you pick up the book because you're like, oh yeah, I've always had like a fascination with King Arthur and the round table and uh, was it Lancelot and Guinevere and, and the chalice, all of right? Yes. All of these, just these beautiful stories, right? Because these are tales passed down from generation to generation that this is a really cool way to bring some more, uh, divine feminine to the stories. I think it's so much fun. Oh, yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, so a few years ago, I started studying um, Avalon Mystery School. And um, there's a it comes to sort of to the head in a place called Glastonbury, England, which I have not been to yet. Yes. But there is believed um, the the tour, which is the the mound, uh, the hill, you know, is supposedly, um, you know, that you know Avalon, right? Or um, and yes. then yes, it's, a, it's all considered these... the the geographic apex of yes. Avalonian energies. Yes, I yes. love yes the, the the apex of the Avalonian energies. But yeah, so that is a trip <laughs> that we will have to make. You know, to Glastonbury. Wasn't that um, one of the photos that you sent me that had that gate? Oh yes, because oh. part of the mystery school are these red and white springs. Right in yes. Avalon or in Glastonbury, which is funny, you know. Um, but these red and white springs are supposed, supposedly holy water, right, um, and uh, magical water. And so people go and take pilgrimage there um, all the time. So um, I will be one of those people diving into the white spring, and um, you know, does that mean I have to dive into the red sw- red spring? <laughs> yes. I think it's kind of fun. Fire and ice. We we hear that a lot. Fire and ice, red, white. Yes. Cool. And fire and ice. I'm trying out, to work with really my iciness because I don't want to be the ice queen. I don't want to be that person. What does that mean to you? Um, ice means shut down because, you know, frozen, emotionally frozen. Mm. I'm working. I'm working through that. Okay. Well, yeah, we need to, we need to give that some, some different energy. Uh, I don't know if there's, if there's a goddess inside the divine Oracle or the divine feminine cards. Um, But so interesting because this is the, this is the gal that I pulled because there's no Avalon princess priestesses inside Megan Watterson's deck. There's no Avalonian. <laughs> yeah, you know what? But this who gal, is that? I don't know who that is. So her Inanna. Oh, Inanna. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have nothing to hide. I seen except all that I am. So I think that's for you. Oh, I love that. I pulled. Um, gosh, I forget the name. It was the um, my uh, the Muhammad's wife. That's who I pulled today. Um, she's all about um, 
abundance, spiritual abundance, um, material abundance, and the um, having both. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do this where, where when I pull the card, I write inside the little book the day that I pulled it. Oh. So that I can see how many times I come back to, you know, the same card, if ever. I mean, eventually I will, but because uh, I don't do it every day. It's not part of my practice quite yet. Um, That's fine. But, but I think what you're saying right now is like the, the, the power of what, what's been planted in us with, mm. with all of these stories, right? Usually the ice queen, like in the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, right? She's very, I mean, no one wants to mess with the ice queen. No. Uh, and Elsa. And Elsa. And yeah, in uh, Disney, like it, it's all there is always this like they're tortured souls of some sort that were yeah that were turned into these ice queens. But I think that there's also like there's so many great things about the ice too, like ice skating and snow cones and <laughs> shaved ice and like oh, we were talking to a hockey mom here, so I spend a lot of time hockey. on the ice. Yes. Um, for me, uh, for me, the idea of a frozen though um, is really about frozen emotion. And we were talking a bit about emotion and before, and like the remembering that emotion actually comes and goes. It's um, designed that way, right? It's um, I think the the Latin word for emotion means to to move through. Um, you know, so emotions you know, are designed and that's part of that untethered soul too, right? You yeah. feel it, you release it, passing it through. And when we hold or we freeze in the moment, that is something yeah. that then creates trauma or, yes, the pain or pockets, something, totally. a pain pocket in the body, whatever that language is, right? Yeah. And that means that it will have to be dealt with at some point, right? Um, or it will, or it will show up in lots of ways. Um, and so the yes, idea is, Yes. You know? So yeah, which is, I'm reading this book that is, is fascinating right now um, called um, um, Greater Than the Sum of Our Parts or something like that. Um, and it talks a lot about um, about this and um, it, it's super fascinating. And it's like hard to imagine that, you know, we're almost 50 and just learning this language, um, you know, Yes. That is like, how did I live my whole life without sort of understanding how my personal personality aspects or parts of my ego or whatever, you know, parts, um, how, you know, not really naming them and identifying them as, you know, part of the picture, you know, or part of the story. It's always just Molly. And it's really not. I mean, it's this part of me, this part of me, this part of me. And I, I mean, like even the language, you know, in, in prior conversations, it's like, oh, well, that part of me is such and such or, you know, yeah. and like even like being like a lesbian, right? Like I'm always like, that's the least interesting part of me, you know, um, yeah. but usually that's how people lead, right? Um, you know, that's how the, the lead introduction is. Oh, you know, but it's so weird. Um you know, these, I, sometimes it's, you know just the, I mean? it's the labels in general are weird in particular when aspects, they're, right? when they're, yeah, when they're, when they're put upon you or, or used to describe you, it's like, 
describing somebody like, oh, well, here's my lesbian friend. Oh my God, who would do that? <laughs> that just seems well, crazy. Like, but now I don't, I mean, it, it seems crazy now to me because of, of all of the work, right? But if somebody is fascinated by that about you, you know, it might feel like the most fascinating part about you to them. And so it's, it's kind of the releasing of the, of the energy or the judgment around them using that to describe you too. Right. It's like, Oh, I don't ah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just, it just, it always just makes me kind of giggle when I hear it. Right. Cause I'm like, that's the, yeah, you know, but, but I, I do think it's, you know, as it relates to like emotional intelligence and this stuff and this journey, like this, I'm just on this really humbling journey right now where it's like, you know, the more, you know, it's like in your head and then how do you integrate it to heart knowledge? Yes. Right. And I think that's part of what the Avalon Mystery School does, right, is you can have knowledge, but when you integrate into yourself or your soul or your Atma or whatever the language that you use, your Buddha self or, you know, whatever, that is wisdom. Right. So good. Well, and, and again, if we, if we're, throughout this book, I feel like we connect the dots to the different parts of ourselves, right? Because we, we've, we say it every single chapter, right? There's a, oh, there's a slice of, of Mother Mary in, inside who I am. There's a slice of Kali. There's a slice of, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene. Um, and there is, some of them just call louder. And, and I think maybe mm -hmm. even call louder in different seasons, right? Um, because we oh, are, yeah. we're, we are ever changing and that's the beauty of being fully human and fully divine. Um, and in particular with the, with this idea of these nine women, these nine sisters who were known in Avalon to be like the healers, right? They were, that's where you went to be healed, whether it was mind, body, spirit, you know, that's where you went. And the power of these nine women in this sacred space in this, in this time and in this era that we've learned through all of these stories was, was very magical. It was very mystical. I mean, Avalon yeah, is always dragon like, slaying and yes. yes you know. And, and I feel like mist is in every movie about it. Like there's this like mist over the, the bogs. That, and, because that's the veil, right? So the mist represents the veil of the seen and the unseen, right? The magical mm. and the magical. Yes. And, you know, like I always have this fascination ever since I was little with that. Right. Because I'm like, is it really magic or is the magic really the becoming? Right. And it's yes. all just metaphoric, you know, um, you know, believe in magic, little one, believe in magic. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I would have a dragon all day long on this farm if I thought that there actually actually were. I mean, like. All day long. I mean, be your like, own, I would our own real life Khaleesi. Oh, totally. I would. I would make a little dragon barn. So we could <laughs> dragon <laughs> barn. That's a great. That's a great visual. Yeah, because we know right. they don't like to be underground. Maybe that's a children's book we need to write. Like oh. the little girl who lives on the farm and has a dragon in the barn. Yes, that's awesome. It's very much like Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> Oh, totally. Which apparently when I had my surgery and I was under, 
um, I when I woke up, everybody was giggling at me, and I'm like, "What? What's the joke? What am I? What am I missing?" They're like, "You sang Puff the Magic Dragon the entire time you were under." You're like, I want proof. I was like, No, I didn't. I don't even know the words. Well, clearly, I, mean, you I do. know the. I know the like the. I know the um. The refrain. Puff. Yeah, that's the part I know. But yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, like you were you were really into it. I was like, how is that even possible? I love it. That who knows from your childhood? Uh, You know, little did we all know that we were singing about you know drugs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I didn't realize. I didn't realize until I was in my twenties that that's what we were singing about. Uh, I think I was. We went to uh, Kauai. I think I was like, in my 40s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I, rec- I recently learned that. I was like, what? That's so great. Um, but these, all of these things that we're talking about around the developing of oneself, right? The refining of the fully human side of who we are and, and embracing that fully divine side of who we are, right? That there, it's, we are fully, fully. That this work that they... Um, that they are really just so deeply connected to the intuition, the really channeling and, and waking it up. She says awakening over and over and over again when she's talking about them, like the awakening, the awakening of this, the awakening of that. Uh, so really getting to understand and hear your own voice, right? Hear your own intuition. But then she talks about the meditation and the silence. And I think when, especially when I'm listening to you and you're talking about, you know, like you've, you've been on this long kind of arduous road, right? This like unlearning of things, you know, remembering things, learn, like learning new things, like all of this stuff in the midst of, of course, everything else that's happening, that the quiet is what's so important. And, uh, you know, your most consistent posts, I feel like over the last six to nine months have been like when you're outside and you're meditating and you're with your drum or, you know, you're by your, you can see your trees. Like it's call, it calls you, right? Oh yeah. I mean, like that has been absolutely my, um, you know, cause this has been a horrible, um, season for me. I mean, emotionally, right. Like dealing with all of this stuff that you, you know, I didn't want to see, I did a meditation, you know, again, be careful what you wish for. Right. Um, you know, where I was asking, like, show me what I'm unwilling to see about myself, you know, and then all of this flood of all of this stuff that needs to be healed you know, was present and I saw it clearly like, like a movie picture. Right. And, um, <sighs> you know, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's trauma watching it and then it's trauma dealing with the trauma. Right. And yeah. so like the last couple of months is just walking through fire, literally walking through fire. And, um, but you know, it's funny because for me, sitting in silence, it like propped up against a tree, right? Or on my porch, listening to yeah. the birds, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, not being able to sleep and getting up at 3 a.m., you know, and sitting outside watching the moon, right? Mm. 
those are all very feminine energies, right? Those are all yes. very healing activities. Yes. You know, that, that is, that is Avalon mystery school right there. Yes. You know, that channeling the divine healing energy, right? Cause you're, you're, you're not, you're not sleeping. I mean, th the three o'clock, the witching hour, right. Or the, or the hour where our body is doing it. It's, it's healing work, right. Where the liver is working through all of the stuff from the day, right. Where our organs are at their height of working is usually around the three o'clock hour. And, and then you add in that all of the things that are going like, flying through your mind it's so incredibly important to not ignore it right and i think so often we just want to ignore it or want to medicate mm. through it right yeah you know Medicaid, we want to yeah, eat. Numb through it totally yeah we want to ease through it you know but the truth of the mattering is, is that you do the only way um you know the only way to, to move through it is to to do it you know, and to, to walk the walk and to not medicate, to not, to not soothe, to just feel it. And, you know, and also, cause I feel like that's that transformational fire, you know, and for someone like, I just listened to this podcast by Gabby Bernstein. It was really fascinating because she was talking with this gentleman, the same guy who wrote that some of your parts book, Richard something. Um, and what's his name? I, um, it's really good. So it's worth worthy of, um, uh, greater than the name. sum of your parts is the, what is it? Uh, his name is Richard Schwartz. Pepper, my dog is scratching the carpet. Uh, I was Richard wondering Schwartz. what that was. It sounded like somebody was like marching downstairs or something. Uh, no, Pepper, stop it. He's No, he's making himself comfortable with the carpet. Greater than the sum of your parts. But he was a guest on Gabby Bernstein's um, podcast. Um, and... What was really fascinating is this um, IFS system, this internal family system um, therapy um, that he's talking about, which is about parts, um, which is a strange language. Hey, Pepper. Golly. And, um, <laughs> right? Pepper's self-soothing. Well, Pepper, he's a little neurotic anyway. But, um, but one of the things that she was talking about is this idea of spiritual bypassing. And spiritual bypassing is when you're basically meditation becomes another form of addiction, if you will, because it takes you, um, because you, you know, like, especially when you have trauma, um, in your life or, or pain that you're not addressing, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. from, and this is, this actually, this was an aha moment for me because I meditate every day for an hour. So like that is my happy place. Like, and, but in, in some ways it's a form of addiction because it's the only time I actually felt peaceful, right? Is when I can just shut mm, everything out. Mm, yeah. Right. Which to yourself because right now. Like, <laughs> right. Well, think about that. I mean, like, cause I mean, some days like on the weekends, I I'll meditate for two hours. I'll just sit there and quiet, you know, be like, how do you do that? You know, like, you know, it's for me, it's like, that's why that was where I was doing the piece. And so with this IFS work, you know, the idea is that you don't just bear witness as self, right? That the next step in a mindfulness practice is to transform. Mm. And the transformation is to show radical compassion, you know, active radical compassion with your parts. 
And so there's that book that I read um, called Feeding Your Demons that um, yeah, that yeah. chode practice, that Tibetan chode ritual where you name your trauma and then you 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 work with it. It's fascinating stuff. So between like the sacred archetypes, you know, that we did with Carolyn Miss and the sacred contracts book, and then it's like feeding your demons. And now this, the greater than the sum of your parts, you know, this is a storyline that actually is, is transforming, but it mm -hmm. takes that meditation practice and turns it from just stillness into knowing that we are fully divine, that we are, you know, the self but we are yes. alone in self, right? Our aspects yes. of our personality are working to protect us or to manage us or to, you know, all of the things. And it's, I mean, it's really, I mean, like to me, like adding that with the, the archetype and the knowledge of um, the goddess energies, you know, who are also potentially parts of ourself, right? Like, like you said, like we notice Mary Magdalene, you know, aspects of that in ourselves and, and Kali and, you know, like I was always like, I, I always associate with each of them. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. It feels like every chapter you're like, Oh, I'm told this is, this is me. This is me. Uh, that's it. Well, it is you. It's a piece of you. Right. Yes. Yes. A little, a little tiny, a sliver of who I am. Yeah. Well, and she talks about uh, in the book, the, about the whisper, right. Of, of mm. these, these women. And, about how one of the things that the more we step into this work, the more you step into really seeing your true self, the more yes. you need um, to slow down. And she actually talks, like it starts off, she says, uh, we live in a world that's constantly noisy, stimulating and distracting. And like just reading that sentence, I'm like, yes, yes, triple yes. Right. Because it is like that. And that because our attention is so relentlessly pulled in so many different directions, that part of what what how she coins it, how she talks about it is, is the, the need for retreat. So it, yes. meditation is one thing. Mm. And and having a practice of silence, you know, having moments where you're silent is important. But there's also this need for retreat, and it doesn't mean you know packing your bags and leaving your house. It mm. it can be something as although that uh, is delightful. Yes, <laughs> although that is very delightful. Uh, <clears throat> more on that later. Uh, the she really talks about like it can be the simple act of lighting a candle and sitting in the candle's warmth and glow for 10 minutes, like uninterrupted, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be uh, a, a, a special thought, thought flying through your head, right? It doesn't have to, it can be while you're walking. It can be while you're driving. It can be a variety of things, right? It doesn't. Well, and we are athletes. Yes. You know, so for us, bathing is a retreat, right? It's, you know, and the more intentional you are about your bathing rituals, right? Whether you're adding herbs to the waters or lighting the candles around your space or having aromatherapy or whatever it is, or, you know, listening to music, um, you know, all of those decisions that we make, um, 
add to that ritual or the retreat um, aspect yes. of, of, of simple tasks, right? Like, like taking yes. a bath, right? Absolutely. Um, on my birthday, I shared, I'll, I'll share it in the notes here, the link to it, but I put together this, this one sheet of kind of the, these divine kind of soul rituals that I have found myself doing on mm -hmm. special days, on Thursdays, <laughs> like, you know, these, it's, it's a series of questions that I kind of rotate through. And it's so, it was so interesting to see what, what it stirred up in my community, right? Like some of them were like, wow, you do this every day. I'm like, no, no, no I don't do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. I, I think I would be okay if I would did it every day. I think it would be just fine. Uh, but but the the idea that like some people have never taken an intentional soak. Right. They they get in the tub and they turn on Netflix. And while there's nothing wrong with that, that is not a retreat. Mm -hmm. That is that is running away from life. That's. Mm -hmm you know, uh, living vicariously through someone else's story on the screen, but that isn't going to fill your soul tank. Well, and that's all, that's it, right? Like you just nailed it on the head. And this is, I think the whole point of the Avalon mystery school, right? Is to stop external, um, distraction. Yeah. Move internal yes. to listen. Yes. And to heal. Yes. Well, and, and it 100% because that the, the, she talks about like the consecrating of the stillness, right? Mm. And, and consecrate is such a holy word. It is. That is sacred language. It is. It is sacred, holy language. And so thinking about consecrating the stillness and honoring your inner voice, you know, I think once, once you've woken up to the fact that your intuition is whispering, sometimes yelling at you, and you start to recognize her. You start to recognize those words as like, hmm, okay, well, there's a lesson in there. I, I, sh I should listen. Okay, I'm going to listen. And then all of a sudden, it becomes second nature, and you hear it, and you do it. You hear it, and you do it. You hear it, and you do it, right? Because God is the focus of the creator, whether it's your mom and dad or the creator of, of this beautiful universe, they want the best for you. God wants the best mm -hmm. for us. Our creator wants the best for us. And these They're little really voices, yeah, like these, these, the spirit that is instilled in us. And, you know, um, in, in the, the Bible, right, growing up, there were so many things that didn't, that were really demystified but not in not in the cool like let's demystify something like they took all the magic out of it yeah <laughs> um they're but around like we have this power inside us right like jesus was amazing about talking about this and i can't imagine like the people of the time listening to this you know carpenter agon evangelist talking about like he even heal yourself and and how now I, I really do believe he was talking about our chakras and and this this internal energy and this internal voice that really needs to be 
cared for and listened to, right? And like these nine women, as they walked the planet in their form, were like, look, you need a regular practice of consecrating stillness, listening to your inner voice, retreating, whether it's 10 minutes with a candle or an hour with a walk or two hours soak, like these are things, these are not negotiable. Friends, they're well, not negotiable. Yeah, and it's and it's not self-care, right? It's 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 more than that. It's it's spiritual work. Um especially um when the world is is chaotic. There's two things that you said. One is the power of the the chakras, right? And in the Avalon Mystery Schools, that third eye, the sixth chakra is uh, fundamental. And so our our um, meditation tonight will be about um, the the Ajna chakra. Yay! Um, oh, good. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that. Um, and then, um, you know, I just, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to shift. Like, you know, as, as somebody who's practiced meditation for so long, I do think it's like, you know, meditation really is just deep listening, you know, or deep mm. tuning into the center of the heart. Right. Yeah. So like, um, I always say like prayer is when you're talking to God, you know, or talking to self yes. and then meditation is when you're listening, yes. you know, hundred percent. And you know, and so then, then you know, if we apply that then to this IFS stuff or this next level stuff we're talking about, um, is then and then it's like okay, then when you listen and you have knowledge, right? You you're you're getting, you're getting feedback, right, to the listening. Yes. yes. Then you transform it, right? Yes. Yes. And that's the healing. It's all. It's like the spiritual version of um, Maya Angelou's, like when you when we know better we have the choice to do better like we have the choice yeah. and the chance to make better decisions and so when we do we make it a regular practice to slow down and to listen deeply not not just not simply sit in silence but really like listen deeply and this is one of the things i love about megan watterson's uh, three deep breaths, right? Her soul meditation. Because it, it isn't words. You're not, there's no, there's no, re, you know, repeating of a mantra. There's, it's simple, you know, she talks about like you can do it anywhere. Anywhere. And it, that's, mm -hmm. this is, this reminds me of that, right? It's, it's, you know, and she does connect uh, us to that third eye, to the mind, right? To this space here and then to our heart and then back and forth and back and forth and really connecting our mind with our heart. And it, it's like all of these different voices, all of these different authors, all of these different archetypes, they, they really are all saying the same thing in really is. their own voices in their own ways and they're planting the seeds with every word that they type and every word that they they write in a book right or speak over us in an audible it's like it's it, we were we were talking earlier in the green room about like all of the uh, the awakening right like there's there's so many like ahas like we're you, you're just mentioning it now right like you're you're asking like what what am I not seeing? Like, 
what part of me needs X, Y, Z, and you're hearing it. And so it feels like this never ending, even, I mean, trauma doesn't always have to be negative, right? I mean, well, trauma is growth, right? Like <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. a mirror for growth, yeah. you know, Yeah. if we allow it to be such, Yeah. right? That's yeah. the transformation. You know, we all have it, right? Trauma mm -hmm. is a hard word because like in my um, paradigm, I, I reserve it for um, the military and, you know, like people who have, ex you know, experienced extreme, extreme things. But trauma isn't that actually. It's any kind of stop in emotion that has been stored in the body. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is a, a, we should be shifting our understanding and awareness about what trauma is. It could be watching your parents fight as a kid. You know, it could be, sure. you know, a death of an animal or a loved one. It could be, you know, witnessing or being a part of some sort of horrific event. But it also can be just that subtle, you know, um, you know, constant living it, you know, growing up in a place where that didn't feel safe because there was fighting, you know, like, sure, there's so much of this stuff that we all have. Every single one of us has. Yes. You know. and, and most of us, especially here in the United States, I think, um, you know, we heard the put your big girl pants on, like buck totally. up, um, don't cry or, you know, this. And and while I understand the intention, I I think that we're now having to unlearn a lot of that. Like there's nothing wrong with emotions. They're actually super duper helpful. They're yeah, yes, they're super helpful. When you yeah. when you feel an, a different emotion than your everyday emotions flow through your body, that is like that's a spiritual gift. It's like, oh, right. listen, where is that coming from? What do I need to learn? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, well, another great book is um, you know the I'm listening to that audio right now, but the re I'm reading the paperback book of the body keeps the score. And it's mm -hmm. the, and it, that exact thing about this Vega um, response, the you know this emotional response system that our our physical body, our material body, does, so that we can actually have you know the vehicle for our soul to walk in the world and to process, right? Yeah. And this mind, you know, body, you know, for you know, mind, heart, belly connection, intelligence, right? Um, and that system of emotion is absolutely critical mm -hmm. for us to be able to um, witness as, as, and, and our body as a sense, like, or as, as a vessel of, uh, you know, of experience, right? Yes. So it's just all very, um, you know, not tuning out of that, but tuning into that intelligence, right? And um, like, for me, like, I've walked around for the last two months, like, feeling like a grip in my heart, like, that's where I feel my, my pain body is right here in the center of my chest, you know? Um, you know, but sometimes you'll feel it in your back or your belly or your, you know, neck or whatever, or your headache or, you know, but it's just to really dial in when something's happening, whether again, in yoga, we have these things called kleshas, extreme positives or extreme negatives. So either avert, you know, aversion or attraction is a klesha, right? The, the center is balance. So when we have these experiences of high emotion, whether it's positive or negative, 
tune into your body. Like, where do you process that? Yeah. You know? So good. Neck, back, belly, heart. Like, where where do you process? And start to dial into that sensation in the body, right? As as a clue, um, you Mm. know, in terms of, you know. Mm -hmm. I love the word clue. Yeah. It's... And I'm not like Mrs. Mr. Colonel Mustard in the library with with the candlestick. Uh, candlestick. Does <laughs> <laughs> he always get the candlestick? I don't he have any idea. I don't. I don't know. But those murder mysteries are funny. Um, okay, so as we get ready to do the meditation uh, around the um, the Ajna, right? Ajna? Ajna. Yeah, Ajna chakra. Ajna chakra. The third eye. One of the things I, it was the last thing that I highlighted before she does her meditation and it what it's under the section about our intuitive nature in the third eye. And she says of the sixth chakra, the uh, Ajna, it is the window to the wise woman who can perceive the truth at the heart of everything. And I read that and I highlighted and I thought, yes. I mean, don't we all want to be that wise woman who perceives the truth at the heart of everything? I mean, well, I love it. And you think about your third eye, right? You know, we have the two physical eyes, right? To take in the material world and our internal eye, the Ajna chakra, you know, to perceive the unseen, right? And when we start to work with the, you know, the triangle of vision, if you will, Right. You're yeah. adding the extra layer of, um, I don't know, extra layer. It's just, not, it's just more information, you know, to perceive. For sure. And, and listening to it is the key, right? Not ignoring well, it. Well, I always joke when I'm like not very perceptive and or empathetic or compassionate that my third eye needs visine. So, um, I'm like, <laughs> my third eye needs humor. some visine. Hysterical. <laughs> I got a bloodshot third eye, you know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's hysterical. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for, I'm ready to meditate us out and. All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and find that seat. Start to settle into your bones. Lifting from the crown. Rooting through the sitting bones. Grounding and centering through the breath. Breathing in and breathing out. We're going to bring our awareness to the space between the brows. Ajna Chakra. And imagine a beautiful purple glowing ball. And with each breath, this purple light gets brighter and stronger. Now imagine this space, this Ajna chakra spinning like a wheel. And just notice if it turns clockwise or counterclockwise. Notice if it spins fast or if it spins slow. If it spins even 
or choppy. And just notice, bear witness. And just sitting here with this focus on this spot. Notice if the mind starts to shift and pull it back to the space. Starting over with intense focus, see the color, see the spin, and with each breath it grows brighter. And the mantra associated with Ajna Chakra is I am. Big breath in together. And big exhale release. There's a beautiful meditation to get in touch with the Avalon priestesses in our book. Um, it's oh, something yeah. that you should totally do. Um, it might be something that I like to do um, when I'm doing meditations like this. I like to do an audible version of it so that I can listen to it um, yes. instead of like trying to open and close eyes. Or you can record it to yourself and then do it to your own voice is a wonderful way of doing it um, as well. Yes. Um, but that one takes about 30 minutes to do properly. Um and does sort of get you in touch in in touch with uh, the priestess, um, you know, and uh, connecting to your 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 Ajna chakra. Yeah, it's a really good one, for sure. I mean, it's it is nice to hear Sophie read them because she has a very lovely voice. She does. I love her. Yes, yes, she has a great voice. Um, so wonderful, so wonderful. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. <laughs> Tuesdays are my favorite. Again, we will probably be doing um, a replay of something. I'm not sure what yet for next week. If you are uh, attending the Woman Up conference on September 1st and 2nd, the pre-conference on August 31st is wine tasting with the Mandavi sisters. So make sure you get yourself set up uh, to attend that, uh, both of them. If you do attend the wine tasting, you'll see both Molly and me there <laughs> sipping yes, on Mondavi wine and and eating the delicious pairings they've uh provided some really tasty ideas so it'll be fun to see how everybody um how everybody chooses to to pair for the wines next week uh, but we when we are back that following week it is Hecate the goddess of the crossroads Yes. And I'm really looking forward to that chapter because she really is, um, that's kind of, she's kind of like the ice queen, I think for a lot of people, she's very misunderstood. And so it'll be fun to shine a light on her. Yeah. The crone energy, right? Doesn't mm -hmm. mess around. She's, uh, she, she tells you like it is. So. Yep. Yep. The crone, the sage, the crone. <laughs> the, hag, the crown the sage again, I know. we have to do this again we re-swizzle our mindset about yes. 
know, the sweet woman, the grown woman, and what that actually means, you know? Yes, it doesn't mean the the evil, old, like, warty, hunched over, big-nosed, like, that's Disney people. Um, It is. (laughs) Well, I'm in menopause. I don't have, you know, I'm fully menopausal, so I'm technically a crone, you know? (sighs) Yep. But like I said, I do think that there's that. There is a uh, a fourth for that. Yes, there is a fourth. I really do think so. I'm gonna. I I started a blog post about that, but I need to wait till Divine Soul Fire is up and running because it doesn't fit on DebraTrapin.com. <laughs> it really doesn't fit in the content there. Core values and yes, and uh, let's talk about women who aren't really crones and who aren't really, you know, bleeding women. Yeah, that sounds like a great topic on my business website. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have to change the dialogue. This is the stuff, right? Like you yes. can't stuff this stuff. It needs to be told. It needs to be spoken. It needs to be spoken. That's it. Amen and holla- Amen and a little woman, right? In honor of <laughs> Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Love her. All right, everyone. That's we will amazing. see you soon. Reach out to us uh, with your thoughts, leave comments. We always love to keep connected to you in the in-between time. See you soon. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.